0: Hey friends, Donimo here. This month we're talking about our tribe. Each year we engage in business and elections. Annually, the elections involve electing our general presbyters. Every so often, we elect various representatives to the executive presbytery. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that many of us have No context for what these offices and the exercise of electing someone to them even means. So first, let me just express that when you have a structure as large as ours in the Assemblies of God, you need a lot of participation to maintain the organizational side of things. The general presbytery is comprised of three members from each of our 64 districts. World Missions also has general presbyters to represent their perspectives in this ecclesial decision-making body. Let me put this in some context. The network superintendent is a general presbyter by virtue of his office. Then two other general presbyters are elected from our network. Usually the secretary, treasurer, and the assistant superintendent are elected to fill those roles. We meet once a year as a general presbytery along with several hundred other GPs to discuss the direction and polity of our fellowship. The agenda for our meetings often includes reviewing resolutions before a general council, position papers on issues like responding to the issues on sexual identity or alcohol consumption, uh, restoration practices for our 38,000 ministers, and so forth. Every so often, We also elect a female minister under 40 and an ethnic person from within our network to participate for one year as a general presbyter. As you can imagine, the meetings are busy, being compressed with a lot of reports and business that influence and to a large degree determine the trajectory of our fellowship. The room is full. I've estimated that there can be over 400 people in the room during this annual business session that determines our AG polity. Besides this large body of ministry representatives from across the fellowship, we have an executive presbyter that actually applies the polity determined by the general presbytery and the general council. The general council, that's you. The executive presbytery is comprised of about 20 men and women from among our ministers. An executive presbyter is elected to represent a region, an ethnic group, or another demographic like female credential holders or ministers under the age of 40. I wanted to get to know our executive presbyter. I want you to get to know our executive presbyter, Dwayne Durst. So I sat down with Dwayne for a few minutes and asked him to describe what it is that he does. Here's that conversation. I have with uh, me today, uh, Dwayne Durst. Dwayne is the superintendent for the New York Ministry uh, Network, but he is also our executive presbyter. And uh, uh, Duane, can you give us some context? I'm going to uh, take a a stab at this and say that most of our our ministers don't have any context. What is an executive presbyter? Why is it necessary? What on earth do you do? Uh,
1: Executive presbyter serves on the, uh, basically the National Board for the Assemblies of God. There's 21 of us counting our uh, six executive officers and two uh, directors of, of missions. Uh, And then the other uh, 15 who serve either as regional EPs or language or ethnic fellowship EPs. Uh, Pastor Doug, our general superintendent, has asked us to do more in the area of pastoral ministry to the regions where we are. Okay. So a little tighter connection with our district superintendents, supporting Mm -hmm. our district superintendents. And... uh, just being that link between the National Office, so there's a little better communication than perhaps we've had in the past. Uh, also, our, our executive presbyters, we're the, the primary business body that meets when the General Presbytery isn't in session once a year. Mm-hmm. So we're together every other month, uh, either in person or by, uh, by video connection, basically to do the business of the General Council. Uh, Another thing our, our general superintendent has asked, he comes to the table with uh, opportunities, proposals, and he said, okay, here, basically, here's the ingredients. What do you want to add to it? So he's very much a collaborative leader. So it's really been exciting to be a part of that body and to be able to feed into the process. Okay, so um,
0: I, I have um, uh, a theory, if you will, that uh, that some of what we do is ecclesial and some is missional yeah. there are some tasks that we have to do uh, simply because they have to be done yeah uh, credentialing issues church polity those kinds of things but then there's the missional side of what we do in seeing the gospel move forward right. so what what what, are, what energizes you
1: well you've you've got to do the business yeah obviously uh, the general council ministers and serves over 13,000 churches and uh, 38,000 ministers. Mm-hmm. So there's there's, there's no that, getting around it. There's that responsibility that's there. But really, what charges me up when I get to sit in those meetings is the vision for the future, the commitment to prayer, the prayer times that we have, the intercessory times that we spend praying for our fellowship, for our pastors, for our credential holders, for our our district leaders. Um, I'm getting chills just talking about it. It is a wonderful time. Uh, to realize the incredible gift and privilege that we have to serve our fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a small group, and yet there is unbelievable transparency. There's the opportunity that we have to speak uh, without any uh, hesitation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience.
0: Well, I know that uh, your schedule is busy. You, you, you pastor and network. Uh, in New York and now you also serve our region uh, as, a, as an Executive Presbyter. Thank you for your leadership.
1: Thank you. It's a, it's a joy. There are additional responsibilities obviously for all of us that come beyond the scope of our network. What's really wonderful is when you have a network of support like you do and I do where they open the door for you to have those opportunities to speak into whether like a Valley Forge Or a general council committee or another area of of ministry that really expands the influence of your network and uh, yeah it's a joy
0: so that's a quick flyover for the roles of general and executive presbyters it's interesting that in the book of Acts there are three councils referenced one in Acts 6 Acts 11 and the other in Acts chapter 15 As the body of believers grew in the early church, there were matters that needed to be processed in order to maintain unity in the church and give proper direction for the mission of the church. So in our tribe, churches have annual business meetings to report on the functional aspects of their ministry. We have sectional and district gatherings to conduct necessary business in order to represent our fellowship well. And, of course, we have the biannual gatherings called General Council uh, to inspire, equip, and conduct business that will affect the effectiveness of our mission in God's greater plan of redemption. Thanks for being a part of our tribe. We're better together. And when we're together, good things tend to emerge from our gatherings. Oh, by the way, looking forward to seeing you at Summit in May. Until next time, God bless.
1: Thanks for listening, and we hope that you found value in this message. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe and share it on your social media to encourage others to tune in using the hashtag #MyPendel. Thanks again, and God bless.